Viewpoint on Mormonism, the program that examines the teachings of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints from a biblical perspective. Viewpoint on Mormonism is sponsored by Mormonism Research Ministry. Since 1979, Mormonism Research Ministry has been dedicated to equipping the body of Christ with answers regarding the Christian faith in a manner that expresses gentleness and respect. And now, your host for today's Viewpoint on Mormonism. Why does it seem that the cross is getting more attention by LDS leaders and members? Welcome to this edition of Viewpoint on Mormonism. I'm your host, Bill McKeever, founder and director of Mormonism Research Ministry. And with me today is Eric Johnson, my colleague at MRM. There was an article in the April edition of the Leahona Magazine. This is the April 2023 edition. On page 8, there was an article titled, Making Easter a Time to Remember the Savior. It was written by two faculty members of Brigham Young University, Eric D. Huntsman and Trevin G. Hatch. Basically, Eric, in a nutshell, what was this article about? Well, they were going through each of the days of Holy Week and telling you about what took place 2,000 years ago with Jesus during those days, from Palm Sunday all the way to Easter. And in the introduction on page 8, they made reference to President Russell M. Nelson, who on Palm Sunday in 2021 said, After all that Jesus Christ did for you, I invite you to do something this week to follow his teachings. This Easter, I encourage you to focus on the Savior. So this idea of remember the Savior is a theme not only in this article for the April 2023 Leahona magazine, but also was the emphasis of the uh, Come Follow Me curriculum. They did the same kind of thing where Latter-day Saints are supposed to each day of Holy Week remember what took place. Now, when we look at this article, there was something that stood out and it caught our attention. Under the day Thursday, it says, and this can be found on page 13, the evening before he was crucified, Jesus shared the Last Supper with his disciples. At this meal, he instituted the sacrament, washed his friend's feet, and delivered his final teachings. Then, in the Garden of Gethsemane, he prayed earnestly to the Father, submitting to his will and taking upon himself our sins, infirmities, heartaches, pains, and sorrows. Now, of course, as New Testament Christians, we would not share that last portion that I just read because we do not see anywhere in the New Testament that Jesus' time in the garden did any of that. Now, of course, that is certainly a big teaching in Mormonism. In fact, for many years, there was much more emphasis on the Garden of Gethsemane and rarely, if ever, was the cross thrown into the mix. Now, that seems to have changed over the past several years. And as we've said many times on this show, it's almost as if they throw in the cross as an afterthought. However, we've also noticed in recent times that Rarely does Gethsemane stand alone now. They always seem to be mentioning the cross. Now, it could be because of all the criticism that Christians have been giving them for the past couple of decades. I don't know. I don't have an answer for that. But certainly we do not see anywhere in the New Testament where Jesus was in the Garden of Gethsemane any hint that he was taking upon our sins, our infirmities, heartaches, pains, and sorrows. When you read the account, we are not even mentioned in his prayer that is recorded in the Gospels, and it's all about the suffering he is going through and will be going through 
when he eventually goes to the cross on Golgotha. So we would certainly disagree with that aspect. But there was something else that stood out, and that is on page 14 of this article. Under the title of Friday, it says, On the cross, Jesus completed his atoning sacrifice, laying down his life for us all. Finally, he was buried in a tomb provided by Joseph of Arimathea. Now, Eric, I've said many times when we discuss this topic that I'm a little bit confused and I've never had a Latter-day Saint member or leader or manual explain to me why it would be necessary for Jesus to complete his atoning sacrifice on the cross if he's already submitted his will and took upon himself my sins in the Garden of Gethsemane. And many times, Latter-day Saints always pointed to Gethsemane as being the place for the atonement. And that's exactly right. I mean, we have used the term perspiration and expiation, and we say that Jesus did not have perspiration that atoned for our sins. It was the expiation or the death of the sacrificial victim. The book of Hebrews makes this very clear. If you read Hebrews chapters 9 and 10, very clearly it was the death of Jesus, not just the shedding of blood, that is what gave the atonement for sins for those who would believe. And of course, Mormon leaders have looked to that experience that Jesus had in Gethsemane when the Bible says, he sweat as it were great drops of blood. See, that's the key phrase that the Doctrine and Covenant seems to be alluding to, and that is the phrase that many LDS leaders and manuals have also alluded to. It was the sweating of the blood, which we could even argue, did he actually sweat blood, or rather, as it were drops of blood? There's a debate there. Right. But they have to assume that it was literal blood, and that's why they can say that this is an atoning act. Again, I would caution you in drawing that conclusion because you do not see that in the gospel accounts. It doesn't say that he took upon our sins. It looks as if this is a time where he is going through the anguish of what is about to take place when he goes to the cross. I think what's important here, Bill, is to show what you've just read from Thursday and then the first part of Friday, that the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints has not changed its view about Gethsemane. And as far as the cross, certainly they do believe that it was completed there, but there's not a whole lot of explanation. And you're right, it's only been in recent years. If you go back 30, 40, 50 years and look at some of the theologians of the Church, some of the general authorities, you won't really even see the cross mentioned much. But now, it seems like in the 21st century, the cross has become a big part of the atonement of what Jesus did for humanity. Well, on page 14, under that subheading of Friday, there's another subheading titled Topic for Possible Discussion. It says, how we remember the Savior's crucifixion does much to shape our experience with Easter. Much can be done to set the tone by the art that is displayed and the music that is played in our homes on this day. While Latter-day Saints do not normally display many images of the suffering or crucifixion of Christ, this is a day when displaying such art might be appropriate. We don't dwell on the Savior's death or on the cruel manner in which he died. Instead, we celebrate his victory over death. And built to the right of that is a picture of Jesus on the cross. You don't see that very often in church magazines, but here it is. Yeah, it's not like they never have done that, because they certainly have. But I think if we were to 
add up how many pictures of Gethsemane are used when speaking of the atonement as opposed to the cross, you're going to see a far greater number of pictures of Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane. Now, this is what stood out to us, folks, when reading this paragraph. It says, while Latter-day Saints do not normally display many images of the suffering or crucifixion of Christ, this is a day when displaying such art might be appropriate. And it made me think, what are they doing here? Are, are they trying to test the waters to see how members are going to react if we start saying that, well, maybe we should display images of Christ on the cross. Maybe the cross isn't something that we need to run away from, that we can, in fact, embrace it. I think if they were going in that direction, it would probably be a public relations coup, because I think one of the things that prevents a lot of professing Christians from embracing members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints as fellow Christians could be that the symbol of the cross doesn't mean the same thing to many of them as it certainly does to us, and certainly our Christian history shows that the cross was always very, very important. Now, there's controversy over the crucifix and its relationship to Catholicism. There's no doubt about that. But the cross itself is what I'm focusing on here. So when they say, we do not normally display many images of the suffering or crucifixion of Christ, but this is a day when displaying such art might be appropriate, my question is, well, why just this day? Why just this season? This is something that Christians have embraced and enjoyed throughout the year now, all of a sudden, it's going to be okay just for a certain time, according to these authors. Why is this being brought up in this kind of a context? Bill, I like to wear a cross, but a lot of people don't. But for me, it's an important symbol. I have used that at temple open house outreaches when I've stood outside on public property and people are walking by. And if I see somebody wearing a cross around their neck, I will tell them, I really like your cross. And I'm going to tell you about 100% of the time, they're not LDS. Rarely are you ever going to find that on a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. And so my question is, why not? And that's what I asked them. I said, did you see anything in the temple open house that had a cross on it? Any of the paintings anywhere in that building, did they have the cross? And sometimes I've had people kind of furrow their brow and say, no, as a matter of fact, I didn't see anything like that. They might not know very much about Mormonism, but all of a sudden their question is, well, why don't they use the cross? And that's kind of what we want to talk about this week. Well, I opened this program by asking the question about church history. What is it taught about Latter-day Saints wearing or displaying the cross? And we're going to be looking at an article that was written by John Hilton III. He also is a BYU professor, and Back in early 2022, he did an article that was titled, What Church Leaders and Church History Teach About Wearing and Displaying the Cross. And I think that what John Hilton is going to say in this article is certainly nothing new to us because some of the quotations that he is going to cite, and I give him credit because he is going to cite some of the more in my opinion, horrible statements LDS leaders have made about the cross and wearing a cross. But he's going to tackle those, and he really feels that maybe this is something that Latter-day Saints shouldn't abhor, that they should embrace, perhaps, wearing this kind of symbolism. 
But how many Latter-day Saints are really going to adhere to using the cross in any kind of way, shape, or form as what this article has said, that maybe this would be the day to do that? I remember at Manti for many years at the Mormon Miracle Pageant, they used to sing at the cross off-key, and they mocked the very idea of the cross. I think a lot of Latter-day Saints would take that as, that's not something we're going to emphasize in our church. Yeah, and I don't think a lot of Latter-day Saints watching that portion of the Mormon Miracle Pageant disagreed with the way that song was portrayed. Now, certainly for many of us that were there, we're watching that and we're going, well, that doesn't sound like they're trying to be flattering here. Now, to their credit, they did eventually take that portion out of the Mormon Miracle Pageant and inserted instead another song which, was that even really a song? I, I mean, was that just written for that portion? I don't, I don't recall hearing that song, something when the sun comes up or something like right. that. It was totally unfamiliar to me. But I do give them credit that, that perhaps the word trickled down to those that were in charge, that there were some of us who wondered, why were you singing the song like that? Were you really trying to mock Christians who sing that song at the cross? And I think somebody may have been listening and had some influence and eventually got that changed. And again, I want to give credit where credit is due. But tomorrow we're going to continue tackling this subject by looking at an article titled What Church Leaders and Church History Teach About Wearing and Displaying the Cross. Thank you for listening. If you would like more information regarding Mormonism Research Ministry, we encourage you to visit our website at www.mrm.org, where you can request our free newsletter, Mormonism Researched. We hope you will join us again as we look at another viewpoint on Mormonism.